Blog Talk Radio. Tuning in to Unscripted, presented by Be Unique Magazine, because an authentic life is unscripted. Be Unique is a 501c3 charity that works today to change tomorrow. Learn more at our website, beunique.org. That's B U N E K E.org. know that Be Unique is a free, non-profit publication? We work today to change tomorrow by bringing you truly amazing guests like the one we'll introduce tonight, and by highlighting stories about people all over the world who will astound you. The free digital version is available 24-7 at BeUnique.org. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for taking time on your 4th of July to join me here tonight. And if you're not in the United States and celebrating, it's not a big deal to you. But for us, it is a big deal. We practice our country's independence, practice and celebrate, I guess, our country's independence on the 4th of July. And for the Americans in the group, the North Americans, um, you'll be listening to this probably after we go archived. But now, I want to introduce Laura Beers. She is a certified spiritual coach, a psychic medium, a motivational speaker, a writer, and an ordained minister. She's located on the central east coast of Florida. Laura works with individuals and their loved ones in spirit for guidance and healing, especially around grief and loss. Whether it's the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, a pet who's passed on, or a loved one that has passed away. There are many tools Laura can help you incorporate into your life to make it better. She also loves to help her clients develop their own gifts. So I'd like to welcome you here, Laura. Hi, thank you so much. Happy 4th of July, everyone. Happy 4th of July. So, Laura, I'm going to just jump right into this. Um, how long have you been a practicing psychic? Well, I have been doing this probably, wow, 15, it's over 15 years now, probably about 17 years altogether. That, that's more than a minute. So <laughs> when, did, yes. when did you first discover that you had this ability? I actually never felt like I had any gifts as a child. I look back now on my life and I realize that there were always these weird things that happened, but I never really gave it any extra thought. Um, When I started noticing that the phone would ring and I would know who was on the other end, I started realizing there's something to this. 
and I started looking into intuition, ESP, started looking at metaphysical development groups, and that's when I started doing a lot of reading and studying and practicing. So can you remember some of the weird things that you mentioned that happened when you were younger as a child? Well, I had to actually, you know, I had to really think about it because it was just normal stuff for me. Uh, it was, again, like the phone. I would think about a friend. They would call me or they'd show up. And it was stuff like that. I feel we're so intricately connected with the people in our lives. I would call them our soul family, that we are connected on a spiritual, energetic, vibrational level. And um, that's what actually happens, that you think of someone and then a, a day or less they call you, they'll email you. It's really cool. I'm sure everyone's experienced something like that. So is, is that how you perceive spirit is speaking to you, just a, a thought or a feeling? So there are a lot of different ways that Spirit can connect with you, and each person is different. But for me, the way that spirit contacts me is with images in my mind. I also get uh, all of, actually, I really get all of these senses. If I'm doing a reading, I will get a sense of smell. I could hear something in my head. I get impressions. I get pictures. So I use but this is all within my head. So it's more of a clairvoyance. Is that kind of like seeing a slideshow or something in your head or a little movie? Exactly. That's exactly what it's like for me, yes. And you mentioned that you smell something. Do you actually smell it or you maybe have a memory of what that thing smells like? Like if I was to say cinnamon. Uh -huh. You know what cinnamon smells like, but you're not actually smelling it right now, right? Correct, correct. And that's a really good distinction to make. I'm, uh, I would have to say that it is the memory of cinnamon. Sometimes I'll get like the smell of a pipe or a cigarette. I'm not physically smelling that, but I'm remembering what the smell of that is. It's the same thing when I get someone's cause of death. I'll feel in my chest, you know, that, that they drowned or I'll feel something in my stomach. Thank God, you know, that's not happening to me. It's not physically happening, but that's where I get these impressions, these senses. So it's I'm not a physical medium. That's the terminology. I... I don't have, I don't see outside of my body. It's all within the connection. Right. So if you were doing a reading and you had this pipe smell or you remembered cinnamon and it came up real strong in your mind, then you would just tell the person, oh, I'm, I'm sensing cinnamon or did your, maybe did your grandmother make cinnamon rolls? Is that how that works? Exactly, yes. Okay. What so I try to do is, I'm sorry, what I try no, to no, do no, is I try to, 
I try to be as general as I can. And as far as cinnamon, I would say I get the smell of cinnamon. Instead of going to cinnamon rolls or something else, because that that is my putting my judgment or my um, oh. interpretation on it. And I don't okay. want to mess that up for the client because if I say cinnamon and then you go, oh, my Nana made cinnamon rolls, and I'm thinking, you know, cinnamon fruit or something, you see? Right. So, um, well, I'm just trying to think how I want to phrase this question. Um, being general lets the person fill in the blanks rather than you filling in the blanks. And yes, if, if there was more than one person that had a, a connection to the cinnamon, then it would be up to them to determine who was actually trying to speak to them. Well, and that's true, but that's why I'm trained very well in doing evidential <laughs> mediumship because I don't give just one thing as cinnamon. I'll have already given a description of what the person is like, what their personality is like, and then I'll throw in a zinger like cinnamon, and I get food uh -huh. all the time. Because it's that, really specific. Exactly, and food is, and, and you know, it might be a case of, well, my Nana hated cinnamon, so she wouldn't be talking exactly. about cinnamon. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's a little bit about your, you know, having a, a spiritual reading and whatnot, but there's a difference between your clairvoyance and your giving a reading to someone and being a spiritual coach, right? Yes and no. A reading is, a reading is where I am giving them a connection. Uh, usually if it's a mediumship reading, I'm connecting them to someone that's passed on the other side. So they're able to see their viewpoints. They're able to have healing and closure to the relationship. It's, it's miraculous. It truly is. I, I'm, I'm always blown away by the healing that, that comes from it. But spiritual coaching for me is a little bit more of a broad term because the spirits on the other side, they use me and my business knowledge, my my learning, my education to come through not only to bring messages, but also to give education, guidance, guidance advice to the client so that they can make their lives better and they can move more forward instead of backwards. So... If if I were to ask you to be my spiritual coach, would the spirits that speak to you be the spirits that are constantly with me, or would they be more of your spirits? I'm trying to get clarification uh, on that. Sure. No, that's a great question. The spiritual coaching that I do depends on each client, what they specifically want. So if you came to me and you said you'd like to learn how to communicate better, what, we, what I would do is your spirit team would talk with my spirit team, and that's where I'm getting the information from to then give to you. And what I would do as a coach for you is teach you how to connect to your own spirit team so that you can get information and help from them. 
That just made me smile because I remember years ago, somebody said, Mary, I know you talk to the angels. Would you please ask your angels to talk to my angels and tell them that I need help? And I'm like, oh, well, maybe I was a spiritual coach and didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) We're all spiritual beings. Absolutely. And we all have a spirit team. Yes, yes. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there's nothing weird about it. Uh, We all... I think everybody on earth at some point in their life has had the hair stand up on their arms when something happened or like you said earlier, the phone will ring and you'll be thinking, Oh, I bet that's Laura on the other end. And it's Laura. Uh, Or, you know, uh, you have a a funny feeling and uh, maybe you check your seatbelt twice before you get in the car and you narrowly miss a wreck. They don't realize that's the spirit helping us along our way. I... Exactly, exactly. I had it this morning, the silliest thing, but I got on the scale this morning and I said, and in my head popped the number, and when I looked down, it was the number. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's really cool. <laughs> I, I forget I forget sometimes that we have the power to do things and to also um, manage our lives with spirit and help, you know, get their help to make our lives a little easier. Exactly. And, and why should we go alone? My belief is that before we came here on this earthly journey, we got our team together. And we said, we want to experience having a body and this 3D world. We want to experience all these different things. And you're my soul family. Will you help and support me? Will you guide me? Will you? And they all agree that you're going to do the things that you're going to do. You're going to be born into the family with the parents or mm-hmm. lack of parents. And and this is the journey that you're going to go on. And then what's really neat is uh, your spirit team, it has different leaders. So when you're a child, you'll have a different spirit guide that will pop up and take care of you as a child. And then as you grow and you develop, maybe you'll need a business coach. And so that business coach on your team will come in and give you business advice. So we have these different uh, spirit team leaders that will change their roles according to what's needed and what part of your life you're in. It's really fascinating. It, it is. And if you think about it, it's really comforting to know that you're not alone. Even if you you might go through the physical world alone, you're not alone. And all you have to do is just ask them to kind of... Uh, to be there for you and, and to reveal themselves, and they will. And that's exactly correct. However, a lot of people, they just don't understand what that basically means. And that's what I do as a spiritual coach is I help them to understand the difference between themselves and the things they're hearing or feeling to know that it's someone else and that it's exactly. part of their spirit team. Because it's so easy, I think, to dismiss the little voice that you hear, thinking, 
oh, that's just my imagination. Or where did that thought come from? And you don't realize that you're dismissing help sometimes. Very true. I've, I've had to um, work on that myself because there have been many times that I've dismissed that little voice and paid dearly for it. That's why my divorce attorney was very happy to see me walk in the door. But, um, you know, it's just, <laughs> that was many, many years ago. But, you know, it, it's interesting how if you practice, like you said earlier, it takes a lot of practice, a lot of years, a lot of studying. And if you practice this or if you get someone like you who can coach them, because I know one of the things that you like to do is to help everybody else and help your clients develop their own gifts. So it, it's kind of cool that you can steer people toward opening up their mind and their hearts to hearing what's being whispered around them all along. It, it's an honor. I thoroughly enjoy doing this work. I, I honestly love it. That is good to hear. Um, I, on that moment, on that note, I'm going to take a moment, um, let us both get a drink of water, and I want to hear, play a little um, snippet about be Unique's uh, coffee or tea. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer coffee or tea? This is a question we ask on our fun and informative millennial talk show called Coffee or Tea, No Phones Allowed. And why do I know? Because I'm Anna. I'm one of the co-hosts. It's a great time. It's a professionally edited weekly series that's free to watch on Be Unique's YouTube channel. That's B-U-N-E-K-E. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode and leave us a comment with your topic or guest recommendations. We love hearing from you. And we're back. Um, I want to change courses just a little bit, Laura, and ask you why you became an ordained minister. What was the story behind that? Because I'm sure there's a good story. Actually, it's pretty simple. A friend of mine, actually, I'll make it a little more interesting. So I have, when I said that I went to a metaphysical development group, the lady that was leading that, uh, she needed a place to host her group. And so I offered, and so I've been hosting it here for in my home for quite a long time. And the funny thing is, that um, I was talking to her and complaining that I wanted to have a little bit more income. And then one of the ladies that was in the group, she came in and she was saying to Marilyn the same thing. Oh my goodness, I I really need somebody who would help me. (laughs) So she put us, the two of us together. Well, my friend has a wedding, well, had because she just retired, but she had a wedding company, a beach wedding company. And so I started working for her as her office manager, but then she wanted to go on trips and asked me if I'd like to become an ordained minister and help her doing weddings, which I loved that idea. And so she taught me everything she knows and I became ordained and I have done numerous weddings, mostly on the beach, but some private affairs and it's just been 
such an honor and a joy to bring two people together. I can only imagine. Um, that would be a lot of fun to, because, you know, when people are getting married, they're in that moment of euphoria and so deeply in love. And it's just a, a good energy to be around. It really is. And to be able to stand back and just channel spirit for them, that's what I've what my friend taught me to do and that's what I've learned to do as I honor people by putting them together legally. It's just an amazing thing to see. And each couple is so incredibly different. You have some that are very much in love. You have some that are just getting together for different reasons, but there's still a, a connection. It's just very interesting to see all of it. And I don't judge any of it. It was just for me to see and acknowledge but my job was to bring them together. That's what I believe was needed of me. And so um, they were all beautiful in their own way. Nice. Now, is there anything else that you do as an ordained minister besides weddings? I do life celebrations if anyone is interested in that. I haven't had the opportunity to do very many of them. But, you know, I, I really believe that life is an incredible thing that we're given and that it should be celebrated and not mourned. There is a, there is grief and there is mourning, and that's a whole other subject. But I think at the end, I think it's so important to celebrate that person for who they were and all the wonderful things that they helped everyone learn from their being here. So I'm going out with a party. I'm telling you. Oh, yes. I I agree. I always tell everybody when I die, have a party. Because, <laughs> um, and I, I, yeah, I understand that there is going to be, and I would hope there would be sadness that people are going to miss me. Um, my son is 38, and he just told me about his friend who has uh, cancer pretty bad. Um it's in his inner organs and it's in his bone marrow. And so they're, they're already sad because they know that he won't be around much longer and they're going to miss him. And I told him, he said, mom, I don't know what to do. And I said, well, why don't you have a party for him? I said, just a small one because he doesn't like big crowds, but you know, get your group together that he does like and just sit around and celebrate his life while he's here. And then when he's gone, if you want to have a funeral and you want to cry, you do it. But, you know, I think you ought to have a party with him right now and, and enjoy him and then laugh with him. And he said, I never thought about that. I said, well, you better think about that because I want you to do that where I die too. So I we'll see what. love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. We should all celebrate each other. We don't do enough of that. No. Beautiful. And, it's, you know, we think that we should celebrate our birthday. And we should cry on the day we die, which I don't know. I think it's a little backwards because we've, we've exactly had a life backwards. to celebrate. That's exactly correct. It's exactly backwards. If you think about it, and if you believe that you're going home after having this journey here, experience 
experiencing the earth and the 3D body, my goodness. I mean, we're going home. What's to not celebrate about that? Exactly. And I've already told my husband that I want him to take my ashes and just scatter them all over, not just in one place. Just take them as far as he can because I haven't been able to travel as much in in this body as I'd like to. And he looked at me. He said, well, when you die, you can travel wherever you want. Like, I hadn't thought about it that way. So that's, the, Mary, you know, that's another way to look at it. You could actually travel now. You want a tip? You can actually travel now. When you meditate, just sit and and be quiet, and you can visualize and actually travel in your, in this body, in this life, and you can actually uh, see and remember the experiences that you've had from past lives or even from some of the future. It's really cool, and we do it in our dreams too with astral travel. I know that I've traveled in my dreams. I didn't know I could travel while I was meditating. You can. can you actually can. can. Can you share shed a little light on that, how to do that? <laughs> well, there's some safeguards, you know, you want to take. And I'm not talking so much about astral traveling when you're, when you're meditating. But um, – Astral travel, just for those that that want to understand, is where our spirit is tethered to our body, but it does leave and it goes about it and can do whatever it wants. It can it can travel or see different things, learn different things, and then it comes back. There's there's an energy cord that it's connected to, so it's not going to lose our body, but it'll come back into the body, and then we have that information uh, in our in our bodies and in our soul. It's so important that we do meditate in some way so that we can utilize the information that we did go off and come back to bring to us. You know, if we if we travel and don't get to utilize the information that we just learned, it's kind of a waste. But exactly. with travel, like going on vacation, like taking a vacation with no souvenirs. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so you... You know, <laughs> you do want to be careful because you don't want to go so far out of your body, you know, and then have problems getting back in. I don't, I don't want to scare anybody. But basically, if you can get to a deep level of meditation, you can use visualization and, and intention to visit places. And um, so that's just something that I work with my clients with. Interesting, interesting. I may have to explore that deeper with you another day. That's um, <laughs> definitely something that I'm I'm interested in learning more about. Uh, my meditation typically leads me to a Q and A session with one of my guides, which is not a bad thing. I've learned a lot that way. Um, but tell me something, if you can, without revealing too much. Uh, if you got, I'm sure you've got oodles of them, but what's one of the most memorable things that might have happened during one of your sessions or either as a spiritual coach? Oh, my goodness. Um, you're right. There's so many cool things that happen. 
And a lot of it, I'm channeling the energy, so I don't remember it in my head. It's pretty yeah. much just those traumatic ones that um, stick with me. Um, well, I, let's see. I was doing a gallery, which is a group reading, and one of the ladies, I was describing how her person had passed away, and I said, oh, I see that person laying on the floor face down. And, you know, I, it was so clear as day to me. I mean, totally clear as day. And she goes, no. And she sat in, down in the chair, and she flung herself backwards on it and said, no, my friend was found, you know, passed away in the chair like this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I know, right? And I'm thinking, but they very clearly showed that to me. And so, I'm again, we're going with this interpretation. And then it popped in my head about my friend, this uh, an elderly friend of mine, and she has dementia. And she had, uh, she's fallen a bunch of times. And what happened the last time she fell, and it was a day and a half before she was found. And so I said to the lady, and this is what's going through my head in like less than a minute. I said to the lady, did your friend, it was it a while before your friend was found? And she goes, yes. <gasps> and then it just <laughs> and then it just started tumbling from there. So it's just so fascinating to me to even see how they utilize me and my memories and my experiences right. bring the messages through. That that is so cool because they took your memory of your friend, which was very vivid to you, to 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 bring home that point of um, time elapsed between her actual death and her being found. Yeah. And that was, I think, super critical. It, it yes. was super critical for that lady because she had guilt around it. And oh. I couldn't, I would have not gotten to that unless they took me through that route. Right. And it, so it's, that's it's where, I'm sorry, that's where would, the healing came through. It may, and that makes perfect sense. She had to know that you understood that it was from her friend. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I think it's so cool because, like you said, it's open to interpretation. And you can interpret it one way. Um, and the, the, the point was not that she was face down, but that, it, that her death was similar to your friend's death. Exactly. That is, I think it's fascinating. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know that I could, um, I'll tell you a little story. Years ago, I went, I, I was going to a series of um, spiritualists and, and psychics and um, readers because I was in a point in my life where I needed answers. And I just kept going from one to another because I couldn't find the answers at this one. And I couldn't find the answers at that one. And finally, I went to one. And she, when I sat down, she looked all around me. up. Like she was looking at my spirits, basically. And she said, they want to know why you're here. 
And I said, oh, well, here's my list of questions. She said, no, 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 no. They want to know why you are here. Because you know that you already have these answers within you. And all you have to do is ask. And I said, but I keep asking and I keep asking and I don't get the answers I want. She said, oh, you're not going to necessarily get the answers you want. You're going to get the answers that are there. And that was when I realized, okay, all of this isn't just my imagination. All of these words and things that I'm hearing, because I tend to be an audio, I guess, what do you call it, Claire audio. Um, I can hear, I hear it as clear as I'm hearing your voice, Laura. I hear it. And it's so it's so subtle, though. It's it's like less than a whisper. It's like a whisper that's in, you know, 500 miles from here, but I can still hear that whisper. And so sometimes I don't, I don't want to pay attention if it's not the answer I want. <laughs> and so I realized that was why I was there, was to get that one tidbit, because Everybody else was just answering the questions as I asked them based on their interpretation. Exactly. And I think it's I think it's really cool that you dig and dig and dig until you figure it out. I like that about you. That's good. <laughs> um I think I think it's time for me to do another little break here. Um hang on. Okay. I'm inspired to give back by the many individuals who are making a difference and taking steps to make the world better. Many people are tackling problems by themselves and thinking they are all alone in their efforts to make a change. I want them to know they are not going unnoticed. The world is watching. I'm part of a team helping to project their voices on a global scale. Small charities and solo entrepreneurs are doing amazing things but don't have the budgets to market themselves. Like many people, I once struggled in a variety of jobs I didn't care for, so I decided to find a new way to give back, to pay it forward, and to be the change. While some people my age are considering retirement, I've joined other professionals to create and manage a nonprofit organization called Peace Corps. The words that create our name tell only a small part of our giving story. We are philanthropists, educators, activists. We are compassionate, evolving, charitable, optimistic, responsible, and enthusiastic. We created Peace Corps so we can use our natural talents to help others. We work with nonprofits, individuals, and for-profit organizations that have a philanthropic outlook. Peace Corps uses several tools to give a voice to those that otherwise might not be known outside their small local circles. Be Unique magazine is released monthly and printed on demand. This digital interactive publication doubled in size within five months. During that same time, it attracted almost 60 volunteers from 12 countries and across the USA. These volunteers are professionals. They're performers and writers, editors, researchers, videographers, photographers, crew members, and so much more. Coffee or tea? No phones allowed? This fun show is hosted by millennials and provides insight into what they're thinking but it's by no means intended to appeal only to that generation, as evidenced by their topics and their guests. Because our volunteers know that we are giving 100% of our beings to this organization, 
They are meeting us on our terms. Nobody earns anything. Yet we all work as if we are earning six-figure incomes. That is the epitome of giving. Curating the stories and creating a high-quality literary-style publication that not only highlights the good work of others, but projects positivity and inspiration gives me purpose. By giving myself to this organization, others want to give to Peace Corps. We have created a global giving circle. And we're back. Um, we've been talking with Laura Beers about her ability as a practicing psychic and how spirit speaks to her. We've discussed what a spiritual coach is, and we learned her exciting little story about why she became an ordained minister. And we even discussed the difference between things that happened and how she translated a particular uh, session at a psychic gallery. I know that on your website, Laura, you say that everything changes when your beliefs change. Would you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Sure. Actually, my quote is, change your perspective, change your life. And Ooh. the reason that I've had that forever on my website and and my signature and just believe that so much is because it truly is about your perspective on how you look at things. I will give you an example. So my child, my cat child, she just passed away. She was almost 21 years old. Oh my. Now, most people would have lost it. I did. I lost it. But the thing was, I, instead of looking at her at her passing in a negative way, I was able to take the things that I've learned and look at the beauty that came from it. And it has totally transformed the way that I see grief, the way that I help my clients to see grief and to look at it. It truly has to do with, with uh, the way that we see things. If you can see it from a place of gratitude and love instead of the negativity, yes, we have to honor the grief and the loss, and that, that is something that you know, we can talk about. But when you, when you consciously change your perspective, it's amazing on how you grow and how you are more able to accept the things that are happening. Does that make sense? That makes, it makes a lot of sense because if you, if you look at the world of loss as loss instead of saying, look what I gained while this person was with me or this animal was with me. You know, it's a, it's kind of like two sides to a coin. You've got heads and you've got it tails. Really exactly, exactly. And my grandmother used to say, you can't appreciate the sun if it never rains. And it took me a long time to understand what she meant by that. 
And it's, I think that's why we do care when we lose a loved one, whether it's a furry loved one or a human loved one. Um, and, you know, you have mentioned on your website that there are lots of losses, jobs, relationships, a pet or, a, 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 you know, a partner or whatever, a child or a parent. If, if we didn't care, it wouldn't hurt so much. But also, if we didn't love, it wouldn't, our grief wouldn't be as deep. So I think it's important that we have both the, the, the pain and the joy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes us be who we are. It, it's the experiences that we signed up for. And it is really important that we honor. And when we're talking about grief, as far as someone passing away, that type of loss, it's very important that we honor the, the person and we honor the grief so that we allow ourselves to go through the emotions because there's a lot of emotions. They don't take a certain order. They come in a lot of different times and they go from one to another to another very quickly or sometimes you'll be in one for a while and then it'll shift. But it's very important that you honor that. And what happens is our society says, well, if, you, if you're in a corporate business, you only get two days to grieve, paid leave. Mm. That's it. <laughs> two days? <laughs> if, if you had a really strong relationship with someone and, it, and, and that was someone you need to mourn over, two days is not enough. Maybe a and week you know, at least. In, in the corporate world, they only allow... Uh, funeral leave for certain family members and I will tell you my son that I mentioned earlier he his family is not yeah I'm his mom but um and he you know he loves his father and his brother and his nephews but um he his family are his friends so if if his job was to say oh I'm so sorry you your friend is dead um We'll see you at work tomorrow. I don't think that would work because that's his that's his brother too. And I'm, uh, I'm the, glad to hear that. <laughs> you know, you mentioned earlier how the spirits we, we choose them before we come here for the physical experience. I think sometimes yeah. we we may also pre choose some of our physical family that aren't blood related to us. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Absolutely. Of course. They're all part of our soul family and our soul team. Absolutely. Of course we do. And I think we, we travel in this pack of people <laughs> and that we take on different roles in different lives. Absolutely. We're all connected. Yes. So I'm going to, uh, just go out on a limb here and ask you a question because it just popped into my head. What is your perspective or your take on, um, well, you mentioned earlier past lives and, and going traveling to the future, but what is your, your take on like reincarnation? And I can give you a, a reason for that if you want me to first. Sure. Um, the same son, I have two sons uh, and a stepson, but the same one son that I'm talking about years ago, almost 20 years ago, 
uh, he and I were in Atlanta together and we did what was called a mind trip. And I'm like, you know, what's, it was like $10 at the time, I think. And we each sat in little zero gravity chairs and we put on these little glasses that flashed and earphones and we heard music. And if you let yourself, you could be transported elsewhere. Your mind could go on a trip. But if you just sat there and listened to the music and watched the lights flash, then you got up from the chair 15 minutes later and nothing had changed. So when we finished, I had a very clear image of something in my head. And I asked my son, I said, so how was it? He goes, oh, that was pretty cool. I said, do you want to tell me what you saw? He goes, well, I, I don't know. I just saw a bunch of images. And he was 19 at the time. And I said, okay, you saw a bunch of images. Like what? And he said, well, there, there was this rooster that was more than six feet tall. I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. <laughs> I said, is that all you saw? He said, no, I saw other stuff, Mom. But if I tell you what I saw, you're going to think I'm on drugs, and you're going to want to go have me tested, and you know, you're just going to overreact. <laughs> I said, maybe not. I said, I'll tell you what. If you promise not to take me to get a drug test – I'll tell you what I saw. He said, okay. I said, I saw something that made me believe that once upon a time, you were my father and I was your daughter. And he stopped and he grabbed me by the shoulders and he shook me. He goes, no way, mom, that's not possible. I said, hey, it was what I saw. He said, no, no, no. The reason I say that, I saw it too. And I didn't want to tell you that because I thought you'd think I was nuts. (laughs) So we both believe that we have been related to each other in different roles. And I've often wondered if maybe at some point in a different lifetime beyond the one that we know about, he and I were more like twins than we were mother and father or father and daughter or father and son, whatever. So I was just wondering if you had a perspective on that. Sure. Um, I, I think that's so cool uh, and a great experience to have with your son. That's really neat. Yeah, I, I truly believe in reincarnation. I believe what you just said, that we, you know, have these different lives and that we we have these different relationships with each other. Uh, I, I feel the same way. Uh, my husband and I, I feel that we've been brother and sister in another life. Um, so it's just really, it's really interesting. Uh, my belief is, as, as I said earlier, that we choose from home on the other side, heaven, whatever you want to call the universe. Um, we come from there as energy. We decide to choose a physical body to be born into with all the people and support and interactions and education and experiences ahead of time so that we can learn these specific lessons as we go through this life. But I think that the time, you know, time is so different here on earth. It's linear time on the other side is like the blink of an eye. So they can see what happened in the past. They can see what happens in the future. So that's how 
I believe people can get past life regressed and see what's happened because the team comes through and shares some of those experiences. And the same thing for the future. Some of the things are that are given as possibilities for the future. However, I have to state, yes, sometimes I'm given things that could possibly happen in the future, but we also have free will as a spirit here on earth. So just True. even mentioning the possibility of something happening in the future could change it. Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Because it gives you a different option that you might not have thought about. Exactly. And and what I what I find when I hear messages, it's very um like you said earlier, it's kind of vague and it it leaves you open to interpretation and translation and it gives you that option for free will. You know, if if I hear a little voice that says grab the umbrella. It's going to rain today or, you know, whatever. I have that choice. I can choose to get wet or I can choose to carry the umbrella or I can choose to go grab a a raincoat out of the closet. There are a lot of options or I can choose to just stay home and not go out. So there are a lot of options, I think. And I think these messages are given to us so that we can, um, have more informed choices when we make a choice. Exactly. You perfectly said exactly. And that's why it's so important that we are, A, aware that we have this option to have help, and that, B, we learn how to get the help. And that's why I love helping people to discover their own ways of getting their information because we all get it in a different way. And there's many tools that I use. And sometimes I recommend that a person use a bunch of tools instead of just one. Mediumship is just one of many tools that I use. It's a powerful one, but it's just one of many. So if you had a client who's, you know, someone who's listening to the show today says, you know, I want to know more about this. I want to know how to develop my gifts. How should they go about that? What should? How do they reach out to you, Laura? Well, they can give me a call. Um, my number is 321-751-4766, or that, and that number is on my website, healyourspirit2.com. HealYourSpirit2.com, and so they can reach out to me through the website, give me a call on the phone, and actually, I have a gift for all the listeners today. Is that okay? Absolutely. What is it? Well, I wrote an an e-page on the top five signs that Spirit is contacting you. And I would love to send it to them for free. All they have to do is go to my website, so healyourspirit2.com forward slash HYS2. That'll take them to a landing page, and they can just click the button to sign up for my e-page to be sent to them. Very interesting. That's very nice. Thank you for that, Laura. And you're welcome. 
It, 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 tell me again what it, the, the e-page is called, Five Signs. It's the top five signs that spirit is contacting you. I'm going to go to your website and download it. <laughs> I want to make sure I've got all five signs. <laughs> so um, is there anything specific other than your offer that you'd like for our listeners to know before we sign off? Thank you. Actually, there is one more thing I would like to say. Um, I I come from a family that was in the military. My father was in the Navy two different times, and my mom was in the Army. I'm very much uh, – I very much respect the and honor the people that have given service and are giving service to our country. And so for the week of 4th of July in honor of America – and all of our military and veterans, I will give any of you that that tell me you're, you're veterans and military a 20% discount for this week only on any of my coaching services. Wow, that's awesome. As the mother of a retired Navy sailor, I thank you on his behalf because that, that's a very, very generous offer. Well, you're very welcome. And the military life is not an easy life. So let me ask you this. Um, growing up with two military parents, what did they think when you started exploring your gifts? Are they in touch with the spirit as well? They are spirit. <laughs> they, my dad was a... <laughs> They're both in spirit. My dad um, passed when I was 18, and I was 29 when my mom passed. Oh, wow, that's very good. Yeah, they're both in spirit. And actually, I've healed both of those relationships because they are in spirit, and we've been able to communicate. So it's been the most wonderful thing. That is really very cool. And uh, I, I can tell you, my... My mother used to come visit me after she passed, and 4 o'clock in the morning, every morning, I'd hear my name screamed at the top of her spiritual lungs, and I'd get up, and I'd, just, I'd go make a cup of tea and go have tea with her. And then one morning at 4 o'clock, I heard her screaming my sister's name. So I made a cup of tea, and I went and sat down, and I said, Mama, you're welcome to come visit me anytime. But if you want to haunt Jane, please go to her house and yell in her head instead of mine. And after that, <laughs> she she started uh, sending me flowers instead when she thought about me. Aww. That was kind of cool. Laura, I really appreciate you taking time on the 4th of July while everybody else is doing fireworks to spend a few hours, you know, well, in a few minutes, an hour with us. I appreciate that very, very much. It was my honor. And, and again, thank you to all of the the veterans and the military. And happy birthday, America. And happy 4th of July to everyone. Amen. Thank you. And I hope we'll have you come back again. I would love it. Thank you so much, Mary. All right. You're welcome. I'm going to ask you to stay on the line for just a minute. Okay. Thanks. 
thank you for listening this evening. We're happy you chose to spend this time with us, and we hope you learned as much as we did. Be sure to come back the first and third Thursday of each month for more exciting guests. And if you'd like us to invite you or someone you know to speak right here, just go to BeUnique.org and contact us there. That's B-U-N-E-K-E dot org. I'll be calling you soon, Laura. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.